Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. You know, as I create this series, sometimes I like to take a look back at previous episodes to keep myself fresh, you know what I mean? Of course, I'm probably going to get some who doesn't do that, Jay, but I take a look back to see how exactly mean I've been. And the last four episodes, I was kind of ruthless, huh? You know, unchained a bit. Not necessarily nice, but then again, good is not nice anyway. And I am telling the truth, so I don't know. Maybe I should try to be a little bit more Disney with my truth-telling, huh? Nah. Actually, today's going to be a little different, though. I'm not going to talk about what's coming to Washington in, like, gee, it's really getting down to the wire. I mean, after after next week and everything else, it's pretty much D-Day on the third week of January. Yikes. But since you all need a break from that mess about as much as I do, we're going to kick back, pop open some eggnog, and enjoy the holiday season. With a warm conversation, animation to talk about, and a yuletide roaring fire to keep everything festive, because, baby, it's cold outside. Hey, actually, I wonder if I have a Christmas ham to throw on the fire. In case you haven't realized, welcome to the J-Man Show here on G360 Radio. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas out there. If you haven't got your gifts in yet, there's still plenty of time. You know, if you use what time allows. As a matter of fact, I think I still got to do some last-minute shopping myself. But it's so cold outside and I don't feel like bundling up. I'm just going to sit back and relax. <laughs> I'll go get that expensive stuff a little later. You know, throughout my times, as a wandering 30-year-old man, wondering which way is up and is topsy-turvy world of ours. Despite all the confusion out there, sometimes even I wonder what Christmas is all about. Because there are some mixed signals and some people don't even celebrate Christmas, you know? This isn't just a Christmas episode. This is actually what Christmas should be about. Sitting back, relaxing, staying warm, and being sociable and working with other people. Which is a lot less flashy than what Linus said in the Charlie Brown Christmas. I would go ahead and take that speech, but then again, you never know who owns that anymore. King's Features is not getting any money from me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Now, as if you couldn't tell, it's all about being friendly while enjoying the tidings and goodwill of each other. And I to read a Hallmark card to you. You know, it's just like, sometimes... For me, it seems like people have lost that true meaning of Christmas about the togetherness. It seems to be more or less about the presents. Just like the end of that Dexter's Laboratory episode, like where Dexter got in a fight with Santa. And pretty much he was saying, What about everybody coming together, Yuletide, and oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree. And then they made the parody of, 
uh, Charlie Brown Christmas with Dee Dee saying, you blockhead, that's not what Christmas is all about. And it turns out that even Santa said, the presents. I guess it's truth in television, but you know, deep down on the inside, it really isn't. Now, this episode is not necessarily about dissing the holidays. As a matter of fact, far from it. It's about embracing the holidays. It's about enjoying it. Like, I know that this time of the season can be hell for those that work in retail. I'm not pointing any fingers at myself. Or those that even know about retail when things are just crazy, customers don't know how to act, and then it becomes an all-out war between employers, employees, and, of course, management stuck in the middle. Just, just about a little bit of everything. And then not to mention all the projected sales and all this bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, after a while, it becomes less... Um, I mean, like I say, if... Let's say this. If businesses have a problem with Thanksgiving, oh, you can just kiss Christmas goodbye. It, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, they will just ruin Christmas every year. Like, I remember the last job I had. They wanted you to have Christmas off. Okay, okay, it goes like this. They wanted you to work Christmas Eve. Which, you know, depending on circumstances, can be a good thing. You know what I mean? Unless you're working there at night. And then they tell you that, oh, you don't have to work on Christmas. But then I need you back at this certain amount of time early on the day after Christmas. And it's like, are you people out of your damn mind, really? You just had me come in throughout different hours of the day on three days in succession. I know damn well that branch manager ain't coming to work on the day after Christmas. And I know all you, these other people are not coming to work after Christmas, so why the hell do I have to be the one to come to work? You know what I'm saying? You know, if anything, I believe this. You should have Christmas Eve and you should have Christmas off, if you can. I mean, the day after Christmas, you know, it's every which way. I would like to hope that people will still be spending time with their families and stuff to not come out there and, and go and take... But then again, the 26th, and considering how most people's mindsets are these days, is ridiculous. Because I remember when I used to work in stock sodas, right? I mean, there are times I came in the day after Christmas, unless it was on the day off that I had, and then I would see this huge line of people with all their gifts and everything, you know, all that stuff that they were whining about throughout most of the year or when that advertisement came during Black Friday and they went and bought the stuff and now they're going to go and take it back. Have you ever seen that? Like this huge line of people taking products back. And it's like, what, what the fuck is this? This isn't Christmas. The day after Christmas shouldn't be Returns Day, should it? I'm like, Jesus. That's what you gotta call it. That That's not Christmas. Once again, that's commercialized Christmas that don't make no damn sense. That don't even fit the general term of things. Whatever happened to being content and appreciative of what you got, but... That's why I don't buy people certain things, you know? Like, if anything, starting this year on in, I'm gonna make my gifts. I'm, I'm not buying this stuff anymore just so you can take it back. Because it really should be a gift from the heart. Something that could help you and something that you should enjoy per se, but then again, a lot of people are just all about this. I mean, to me, and this is just my point of view, well, actually, this is just my observation, but it seems like, you know, we're all about that materialism. It shouldn't just be about materialism and what you can get, it should be about what you can give. If you can get something, you know, like some sweaters or something like that, or some old sweaters you're not wearing, and go give them to the homeless, help people out, and everything else, 
you know what I mean, distributing, like, when's the last time you've given good cheer and good faith? Or have you just been all about just taking it in? You know what I'm saying? Like, give to the world a little bit. Make, you know, if your holidays seem like, you know, you could do more, then why not? Go on ahead and give to the world a little bit. Just go ahead and try to make the holidays better for somebody else and yourself. Helping somebody else out isn't a bad thing. Not at all. But don't just give them something away that, that's cheap and could break on the on the second day or as soon as they wear it or some crap. I mean, that that's just horrible. You know, that's nothing to give yourself a pat on the back for. And if you do give something, don't give something away and expect to get credit about, Oh, this is what I did. This is my justification. This is what I'm all about. <laughs> no, I hate that crap. Sometimes that takes away the nature of the deed if you, you know, you did what you wanted to do. And you didn't have to. See, because that's kind of the thing. You don't need, you don't need credit for everything you do. I mean, if you feel as though, like, like when you go vote and stuff like that, nowadays, you got to have this thing that says, I vote it. And it's like, really deep down, everybody should vote. You know, everybody can vote. Well, almost everybody. There's some circumstances that are in play. And I'm not talking about the felon, you know, the felon bar. I'm talking about, like, there are some regions in Washington, D.C. where people that live in those districts for so long and deal with so much can't even vote. You see what I'm saying? Like, And then the U.S. territories can't vote for the presidency either. So that, that kind of explains a lot regarding that situation. We'll talk about that another time. But when it comes right down to Christmas, like, you can't even tell somebody Merry Christmas now. You can't even tell somebody, or Happy Hanukkah and all that stuff, oh, you gotta be politically correct. Like, for what? This is a time to really enjoy it. I mean, this is the holidays. This is the holiday before the end of the year. You want to enjoy these things. And then how about those people who are sad and lonely every year? Every year they got the holiday blues. Every year they got... You know, that life really hasn't treated them well this entire year, and it really comes together always around this time. I mean, like, it can't be helped that bad things happen to good people, but here's the thing, that it can be remedied in some way. And the best way to remedy it is to understand exactly what went wrong and see if you can fix yourself. See if you can go ahead and look at this and say, all right, I'm single now. But isn't there like singles parties and everything else out there? You know what I mean? Get out there and go mingle. Go ahead and try to fix yourself. Don't wait until January to go ahead and change your life now. You can actually do it anytime you want to. I would prefer for best results to do it around after Thanksgiving. But, you know, at best, don't wait until January. Do it now. Like, go ahead and meet somebody now. Like, this is the time. You could actually probably help somebody else out who's probably as lonely as you are. Probably by developing friendship, probably by going to like different events, probably just changing your overall perspective. Now, there is such a thing as stick with what you know, but if you know nothing, you know, that needs to change. Live a little bit. Go see the Nutcracker. I know I would. That's that's my festival right there, you know what I mean? If the Nutcracker is being performed somewhere in December, I'm going to go to it. You know what I'm saying? Because that right there is the spirit of Christmas in a way. Like the events and the animated features that are out. That's it for me. Now you're probably wondering, wondering this. Jay, why are you telling everybody to be sociable when you're really not? That's not entirely true, I am sociable. I just know who to hang out with at the right time. That's all.
you know, like I said, I would hang out with the whole J360 team one week and go ahead and pester the ladies I like the next week and then go spend time with my family the following week. That's just the way it goes. Like I said, you know, I got a pretty good network. And not to mention the rest of the Potter and family out there. Oh, I would definitely cross over with them if I can, but this show's still relatively new and I'm still working out the kinks of where I'm going with it. So if anybody is out there wondering when I'm going to cross over and actually join other people on their shows, it'll be in 2017, so don't worry about that. But the idea is is that, you know, sometimes I think we take it for granted, too. Like, we have to go ahead and we have to do all this ugly sweater and stuff like that. No. I mean, if you really think about it, just make the holidays fun and just enjoy them in a safe way if you can. You know what I'm saying? Like, some people, they just take the fun out of Christmas because they don't celebrate it. Or they don't appreciate the good things about it. Yeah. Are there religious overtones? Is there paganism in it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's there. It's been there for a long time. But the idea is Christmas was made as a composite of different holidays come together anyway and different cultures. And then sometimes it was made around the idea of selling toys and everything else. Of course, as I say this, I should go ahead and dig deep and present all this stuff. But I don't want to ruin Christmas, because you know what? When you were a kid, back in the day, whether you believed in Santa or not, Christmas was a fun time, wasn't it? Wasn't Christmas just enjoyable back then? And then it's only until when you started becoming older, or you started to really get into the job market, you know, which a lot of people have started in retail. Now, I'm not saying that you had to. But, you know, I started around food service and retail, so I know exactly what a lot of people go through during this time as they work. Um, you know, managers become more unreasonable than they usually are. People in general, customers, like, not all of them are bad, but quite a majority of them are. And just, people don't know how to be relatable or actually enjoy Christmas because of religious overtones and things. And it's just like, it's just too much. Sometimes it's just too much of a mess to clean up, so some people try to ignore it. D don't ignore it. Enjoy your Christmas. Christmas, much like any other holiday, is enjoyed based on what you give into it. And if you put your heart into it, and if you enjoy it that much, they can't take it away from you. See, for me, now there are times where Christmas can get very annoying for me. Usually when everybody's singing and shouting Christmas carols all around. And then they play them all the time in the stores that I would work in. And it would just, you, you know what I mean? If it wasn't for the fact that I had disco music and everything else in my car, yeah, I could drive my personal vehicle at this time. Or some of the heavy metal music that I love to listen to, I probably would have went crazy years ago. The, not that I'm not now. <laughs> but the idea is, is this, like, you know, sometimes you need an escape from Christmas. You know, just to enjoy it a little bit more. And I feel sorry for anybody that is working in retail right now that has to listen to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer for the upteenth time to the point where you can go ahead and do a whole Broadway stage show to it. Which, by the way, I'm surprised that hasn't happened this year. Uh, but then again, Hamilton's already got things locked down until August 2017, so, you know, it is what it is. Stiff competition. Whew. But, you know, what keeps me going for the holiday season... And I probably mentioned this throughout the episode. I'm sorry if it's redundant, but deal with it. The animation. I love animated specials during the holiday season. 
because you know while sometimes they can be hokey and while they can just keep saying the same message every year I always see something new with it when I was a kid those cartoons you know were escapist in a way like you could look at all this stuff uh, hey a talking snowman wow you know what I'm saying until Jack Frost came along and showed a talking killer snowman but that's live action so we're not getting into that but in terms of animation, like when you see Frosty the Snowman, when you see like stop motion from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, uh, Jack Frost and The Year Without Santa Claus with the Miser Brothers, you know what I mean? He's Mr. White Christmas, he's Mr. Snow, he's Mr. Icicle, he's Mr. Tin Below. They call me Snow Miser. Whatever I touch freezes in my clutch. I'm too much. I mean, that stuff is awesome. And you see, it was made painstakingly by the people over at Rankin Bass. Or Rankin Bass. See, I really don't know how to pronounce it anymore. Because sometimes you think bass and then it's bass. And then sometimes you think bass and then it's bass, you know. But outside of anything from that production company would appear on TV every time around this season. Probably not so much because of the religious overtones. But back in those days, you used to see it all the time. It would be, okay, like like I said before, you would have Rudolph one day, you probably have Little Drummer Boy the next day. I don't even know if they show Little Drummer Boy anymore. But the thing is, is that if you have a copy of it, you enjoy it because after a while, it's so awesome, you start singing along with it. ba rum bum bum me and my drum. Like, all that was cool. And of course, you know, believe it or not, he had no gift to bring, but he had the gift of song as he played his drum for Baby Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And it's not to say that you could go out and throw this at me and say, Oh, Jesus was born on the 25th of December. Most people don't really know when he was born. <laughs> Most people don't even think he's real. But I'm going to tell you this much. I'm not getting into that. All I'm saying is that the presentation, you know, of love and giving and the joy around. I mean, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Powerful messages given through animation. Even if you don't believe in Santa, even if you don't believe in all that, you know, all that folklore if you can. Because really, that's what it is. But even if you don't believe in it, don't ruin it for the future. Let the kids have their moment. Let the kids that come after you enjoy the holiday. I'm not saying that, you know, you should burst their bubble every time you can. I'm not telling you how to raise your kids. I'm just saying that, think about it. Back in the day, Christmas was a big deal for you. Make it a big deal for them. Let them enjoy this holiday. Because they're going to learn from those that they see. So as they watch Christmas, as they enjoy the presentations that are presented around them, it's a tradition that should keep going on. And if you keep running out, and if you notice, we are running out of traditions in a way. Because a lot of people don't want to carry them on anymore. A lot of people have problems. A lot of people have social issues. A lot of people just don't like, and one of the social issues is just don't like people. So they don't want to continue certain traditions that involve people. Or at the same time, oh yeah, I don't have a problem going to work. I don't have any friends or family, blah, 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 blah. See, that sad shit right there is exactly why nobody really likes other people. The thing is, you got to at least try. You know, for me, I like, this is kind of the way I like my stuff. If I know Charlie Brown Christmas is coming on, I know The Grinch is coming on another day or so afterwards. And after I'm done watching The Grinch, I would go ahead and I would watch Frosty the Snowman. 
And if Frosty the Snowman isn't coming on, I know Rudolph's coming on after that. And so on and so on. And not to mention, you know, if I had kids, though, I would have them there watching it with me. And I'm going to tell you why. So they can understand the art form. So they can understand that, oh, yeah, this is totally stop motion. And this is miles older. This is older than your grandfather. That's what I would say. You know? And it would actually open a new world to them. Some people probably would look at it and be like, oh, I don't care for this anymore. Oh, I know how it ends. But you see, the thing is, as a creative, it's good to look back at these things to see if you could recreate something that's just as amazing. You never know. Like, this year I didn't have a holiday special really outside of this episode. But next year, as I work on learning how to do some animation, I could probably have a Christmas special up for 2017 or 2018. Considering, you know, I'm not worried about any of this negative stuff that's going on, all this fear-mongering for 2017, because this is the time to really just think that, at the end of all this, another year's coming. You know what I mean? Even though you might have made some fuck-ups in the first part of the year, this is your time to go ahead and think about what to do for your future. After you're done working on stuff after you're done giving people things that they need don't necessarily give them what they want give them things that they need that's going to help them like you know what i mean give somebody a coat mittens gloves help out volunteer whatever enrichment you can do for your life during the christmas season you know oh actually here's another thing don't think of cultural appropriation when you do this but participate in other activities you know like Hanukkah's out there, and so is Kwanzaa. Here's the thing. If you don't know about these things, find out where this celebration is being performed at and see if you can go. And if you can go there, learn something. It's all, you know, life should be about living, learning, and loving, if you can actually do that. See, some people have, uh, are incapable of doing such a thing, so, you know. If you're incapable, you really need to learn that, too. And make no excuses. Make no excuses at all for anything this season. You should have been prepared for the holiday season. And if some if some of you are unemployed, well, here's the thing. Writing is free. What can you do that is free? That will give the spirit the best way you can. And don't be sardonic about this. Because, you know, next year's another year. And you all will get where you need to go. The point is, do you want to? And that's what you got to think about. So as you're working on your Christmas and as you're working on celebrating the holidays, and you know what? At the end of the day, people just want to shut down stuff all the time now because they don't know how to do this stuff. So what you should do is you should embrace it more. You should embrace the holiday season. You should go ahead and say Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa anytime you want to. You should be able to say those three in addition to saying Happy Holidays or Joy X Newell. Or Joex No, I think. Or Feliz Navidad. It's entirely up to you. But you don't let nobody tell you, censor you, and cut you down and stuff like that. This is your holiday season as much as it is theirs. And the thing is, if they don't want to celebrate it, that's on them. But you enjoy the season. You make the season for you and how you express yourself. Now, for those of you that are probably saying, well, you know, Jay, I don't like doing any of the stuff you say. I ain't gonna do shit. Well, that's entirely up to you, what I just said. But like I said before, regarding animation and stuff, if you don't want to watch any of the animated specials, that's entirely up to you. 
Yes, but if I'm all about animation, right, then I should be able to tell you my top five animated specials of the year. Well, considering the ones that they do show and the ones that they don't show anymore, well, here it is. A Charlie Brown Christmas. That's five. The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. A Christmas Carol. Now, you can pick any form of those, and then chances are I'm going to watch it. So, you know what I mean? But I'm going to say A Christmas Carol because that way I got them all. Meta! And let's see. A Flintstones Christmas. That's when they had to take Santa's place. And the number one holiday special I actually love the most. I'm building suspense. But the number one holiday special I love the most is the Little Drummer Boy. Believe it or not, yeah. The melody, the story, and the ending of that whole feature was pretty good. Like, highly religious, yes, but pretty good. You know, if you ever, if you haven't watched it, even if you don't have the same faith, I suggest you watch it because it was pretty good for its time. So, you know, don't don't necessarily turn off because of that. But it's just the music and everything about it was really good. Now, in addition to that, since I'm a grown man, <laughs> and I really, really need to talk about some of the things that I also enjoy in terms of live action films... Because I am a filmmaker too. What I enjoy in terms of live action would be... Hmm. Too much to call. But here's the thing. Well, I'm not a fan of Iron Man 3 that does count as a Christmas movie because it took place on Christmas. But my all-time favorite live action movie for Christmas time would be Edward Scissorhands. He was a commonly unge... You know, he was an uncommon gentleman. And pretty much, you got to see the evils of society. And around Christmas time, that's when everybody betrayed him. But, you know, the thing about him is he had that dark atmosphere. And in the end, all he really wanted to be was loved and understood. And they just never would understand him. You know what I mean? Because he didn't have the vices that everybody else did. You know? He was created by Vincent Price in the movie. And poor Vincent Price never had a chance to finish him. And, you know, he fell in love with... Winona Ryder, and shit just went all to hell after that. <laughs> but in the end, it took place during a time where you got to see Christmas, and you got to see Snow come after he left. So, it was a beautiful fable. Like I said, in the end, it didn't end in the way, like, most Christmas stories tend to, but it didn't have to. You know, the best thing he could have done was just leave Edward up there again, and to where he, you know, uses his skills now to actually cut and create... A lot of different um, lawn sculptures like he did in the movie. So that was pretty cool. And then like Johnny Depp. What, how can you say no to Johnny Depp on Christmas, right? Well, then again, a lot of ladies can't say no to Johnny Depp anyway. But, you know, it's just enjoyable to watch that movie. This is I'm going to pop that movie in and just sit back and enjoy it. While drinking some eggnog, much like I'm doing right now. But also, to follow up. Okay, let me actually, let me just give you all a list. Okay, so for five... That would be... Actually, I'm going to give you all a top five list simply because I don't have time to do a top ten and because there's just too many movies to gather my thoughts around. So, as far as my top five would go, 
Starting with number five, Die Hard 2. You know, it's a sad day when you can't just simply go and pick your wife up from the airport without a bunch of insurgents coming in to cause trouble, right? Uh, that's what poor John McClane had to go through. Like, despite some of the crazy things, like the cockpit scene where he had to eject out of it, didn't really seem realistic, especially with all the grenades that the insurgents threw in there. Because I don't want to say the T word. That was not a good time. He had to inject himself out of it. It's a funny scene, and... One of these days, I think I'm going to go ahead and just share that on Twitter sometime, but he had to eject himself out of this uh, cockpit while the plane was exploding. All the circumstances that happened in that film was just, you know, it, it just spells 90s action film. You know what I mean? And does it hold a candle to the first one? Well, considering that the last two sequels in the Die Hard series weren't exactly great, yeah, I think it does. Like, with some age to it, now it's cool. See, a long time ago, people really didn't care for it, but now you appreciate what you have, right? To me, Die Hard will always be a trilogy instead of a, a series. Uh, now, let's see, moving to number four, Lethal Weapon. Because Riggs and Murtaugh are finally meeting, and their infamous meeting happened during the Christmas season. Of course, they had to go ahead and take down, some, down a rogue splinter cell of shadowy organization, which seems to be a theme in these kind of movies. But you know what, though? It doesn't matter. It had the 80s fun, and it had the action sequences. And, you know, Mel Gibson was at the top of his game then. And Danny Glover is just awesome anyway. You know, even to this day, both are still pretty cool. It's just that, well, Mel needs to kind of mellow out a little bit. And no, I'm not using a pun. He just really needs to calm down a little. But he seems to got some of his senses back. Some. But yeah, out of all the Lethal Weapon films, definitely the first one. And then after that comes the classic, Die Hard. I mean, I'll, you know, if you are separated from your wife and you want to try to make things work by meeting up with her and your family during the holiday season, that's great, right? And then the best thing to do is to meet up with her at her job place. That's good too, right? I mean, you got a limo and everything to bring you in because she wants to make it work too. You see, that's 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 the basis of rebuilding a marriage. But <laughs> it's unfortunate that it happens during an office party in a building that was recently built, and not only that, it's still being maintenanced on. And of course, you got terrorists coming in in a van. You know, I say it this time, but I didn't say it in the last uh, segment. But whatever. The thing is, you have Hans Gruber and company coming in a van to come and take bonds away from said building with the said people in there and you are the only cop barefooted and brave enough to handle this yes this movie here is all about the yuletide cheer here because that man went through hellfire and brimstone to protect his wife for the first time and of course you know this stuff led into die hard 2 and it, even to the point at the end of die hard 2 where she said why does this keep happening to us of course, things didn't really come together in Die Hard 3, but, you know, whatever. But Die Hard 1 is most definitely a Christmas movie. You know, actually, I saw a blog post one time when somebody was like, does Die Hard count as a Christmas movie? Well, gee, I don't know. There's fir trees all around outside, and they have lights on them, and there's a Christmas party going on. Yeah, I think it counts. So I don't know how the hell this is even an argument anymore. You know, sure, at the end, they weren't talking about respect your fellow man and everything else but they were also talking about you ain't gonna hold up no building with my wife in it either 
So, don't let anybody tell you different. Die Hard does count as a Christmas movie. Okay, so next up we have for the number two spot, and I'm sure every single one of you are watching this one right now. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. If you didn't get enough of the crazy Griswold family in Vacation or in European Vacation, something is wrong with you. You have definitely got to watch Christmas Vacation because Clark is just trying to have a classic family Christmas with everybody. <laughs> and nothing seems to go right at all. And then it gets to the point where he goes ballistic because he didn't get his Christmas bonus for that in-ground pool he wanted. <laughs> and, you know, his boss played by uh, Bill Murray's brother. Oh, you know, just classic right there. <laughs> Clark said that he wanted his somebody, if somebody was to give him a Christmas gift, to have his boss bound and sent to him. And then good old cousin Eddie, who has more, more heart than brains, went ahead and brought his... Brought his boss to his house wrapped up like a bonnet and everything else. That was just hilarious. And then the damn squirrel coming out of the tree. And <laughs> I think it's their uncle. I think it's the uncle who ended up burning up the tree and everything else. Nothing for this man ever goes right, even at home. Of course, you know, it's the third in the series. Uh, the fourth one was Vegas Vacation. But, you know, unless you really, really love Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo, you really don't need to watch Vegas Vacation, but it was awesome to see <laughs> just this man cannot catch a break no matter what. And another funny thing would be the scene where he's trying to light the house. If you have not seen this movie, you, you know, if you really want to experience the Christmas season turn on its head, watch Christmas Vacation. I guarantee it's something you have to see at least every year. Because there's always something new to see, and not to mention, just Chevy Chase is just classic. So, moving forward, we'll go into number one. And, you know, I kind of messed up the list because I kind of gave this away. But my first will always be Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands is an enjoyable fable for this time of the year. You know, it points out the evils of society, and you're looking into somebody who is so innocent, you know... Yet, he's pretty much got scissor hands and he's flawed. But in the end, everybody else is a lot more flawed than he ever was. Like, even the police chief knew this because at the end they made it seem like he killed him. You know, and, and that gave some time for Edward to get away. But for some reason, I think these people just really wanted to hurt him or something. Because they didn't believe the police chief and they still ran up in the mansion anyway. So, luckily, Winona Ryder was there after the climax where, you know, Edward had to kill. You know, she had to kill her old boyfriend because he was an asshole. He, he started most of the conflict because he was jealous. And then as he laid there dead, and the townspeople saw that, and then they were about to go up to the mansion, and then there she was standing up at the balcony saying that, well, they ended up killing each other. And luckily, that whole thing made the mob disperse. But even though Edward still lives forever up there, but, you know, she it would be dangerous for her to go back up there. So whatever love blossomed between them was never going to be. So in a way, it, it made sense. Luckily, he had a few that did care about him. 
So in a way, that's kind of a fable about that. You need to appreciate those that do care about you because you could be the toast of the town one minute and then the next minute you're on everybody's shit list for things that really don't concern you. You understand what I'm saying? You know, in a way, I kind of go through that now. But then again, I noticed that I never really got along with public opinion and public opinion never really got along with me. And I'm totally okay with it, you know? Just to say, you know, because people were so cruel to this man for no reason. And at the end, he was, at first he was the toast of the town, then in the end they hated him. Over nothing. So, best thing uh, Edward could have done was go back to his um, mansion and just live his days out there. So, you know, it, it's a good movie. You know, if you haven't seen it, definitely take a look at it. Like I said, it does end on a bittersweet ending, but it, it had to be done, you know? Because they, they were going to kill Edward. The, like, the whole thing about that. So, as a matter of fact, those are my top fives for holiday season movies. I'm sure, like, next year I'll probably do a top ten, and it'll probably be a better list than what it is now. But, you know, I had to go ahead and do a Christmas episode because, like I said, this is the time of giving. This is the time to enjoy yourself. You know what I mean? You may can't do a great beginning, but you can do a fantastic ending. And since, you know, Christmas is that time of the year where we're all about enjoyment and outside of Star Wars and everything else that comes out into the theaters, you know, you, you really want to find something plausible that gives you enjoyment and then you give that same enjoyment to other people. Because in the end, that's what the holidays are all about. Now, before we part off, I do have an announcement. The Cyclone series is coming back. Al and Dev are going to be hosting tomorrow at 7 p.m. on YouTube Live. I'm going to have the Twitter go ahead and present the link where you can come in and watch it. As a matter of fact, this is going to be pretty good because I'm giving them a chance to bring the Cyclone back. So this is going to be awesome. I'm hoping for the best. I'm going to be on there a little bit, but I'm not going to be the main guy on there simply because I have this show. I'm just keeping an eye on things. I'm sure they're all going to do well. And I want to say this to every single one of you out there, even if you're going through a bad spot right now, have a happy holiday. Make the best out of your time. Don't sit here, waste it, being mad, uptight about anything. Enjoy yourselves, live well, and do the right thing that's in your heart. Believe in what you can do in the positive way. You know what I mean? Try to finish the year out strong, despite all the stuff that's happened. Outside of that though, good night J360 Legion. See you next time.